Hello and welcome back everybody to the Just One More Level podcast. I'm your co-host Christian. And I'm your co-host John. And this week we played a little bit of Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor. Lord, is it hard for me to remember the proper name for that game. I don't know what it is, but every time I talk about it, I forget what its full name is. Yeah. Every single time. Uh, Thankfully, the title screen I got to every time. Yeah, honestly, that's probably what I should do too at this point. But uh, yeah, whatever. Anyway, so all right. Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor. For anybody who doesn't know, it's part of the, uh, it should be pretty obvious, but part of the Lord of the Rings franchise. It's not, you don't play as like any of the main characters from the films or anything like that, though. You are a unique character. It's just kind of set in the same universe Mm -hmm. as as those games uh in the first hour i wasn't able to pinpoint if it what timeline it takes place during i don't know john i think it's a few decades before the events of the first movie uh by first movie i mean uh fellowship of the ring yeah and then uh, i i think maybe a couple decades after the hobbit series i only kind of what i was thinking too yeah because there's about 50 or 60 years between those um, two franchises uh, or those two franchises yeah Yeah. the the hobbit movies and uh the lord of the rings or you know even even the books if you want to go that route um and at this point in time uh spoilers i guess you meet uh, (laughs) you meet Gollum. yeah um and uh, Gollum is already missing the ring. So yeah. Bilbo Bilbo has already taken the ring from Gollum. But obviously the Lord of the Rings events haven't happened yet. Right. Uh, because Sauron's uh, not full power not, yet and still being yeah, built. Sauron's, yeah. He's yeah. not back to full power and the tower isn't fully constructed. The eye is not there yet. So um, a little bit before Frodo's journey, but a little bit after Bilbo's original. Right. Is, Somewhere uh, in between the two. And this game, it's kind of, if you've ever played an assassin's creed game then you essentially know what this game is already from kind of the open world exploration perspective and everything like that they Mm -hmm. ripped a lot from assassin's creed in my opinion it's done much better the stuff like the climbing and the the uh diversity of the land and whatnot that you travel around now granted i haven't played much assassin's creed since the first couple so Mm -hmm. it could be much better these days but that's kind of my opinion playing it Mm -hmm. um and then the combat system they essentially ripped off from the batman arkham asylum games um yeah they, i was getting a little bit of that yeah yeah the kind of free flowing where you're like fighting one dude and then you can just instantly hop to another dude uh just with like an easy flick of it. like it very smoothly transitions from one enemy to the next as you're fighting yes. them essentially uh it's just it's wonderful the way that works but the mm-hmm. big thing the big call to fame or whatever the big thing that sets this game apart from other games was mm-hmm. the what did they call it it was a I forget the name of it now, but basically are smart. <laughs> yeah, well, kind of, you know, they're they're part of the Black Army. So how smart? I don't know. But right. they uh, they can level up. Essentially, if they kill you, mm-hmm. their power level increases. And mm-hmm. every time you take down one of the generals and the uh, the enemy army, every time mm-hmm. you take down one of those generals, it creates a power void. And eventually another enemy, whether it be, uh, is it always the, man, my mind, I can't remember. What are they called? The enemies. Oryx. Oryx, yeah. One of the Oryx, yeah. Oryx, however you pronounce it, will yeah, uh, they'll, they'll kind of fill that power vacuum and kind of take that spot of the general that you killed. And it's kind of interesting because if you get killed by the same game multiple times, the same mm-hmm. guy multiple times, uh, he'll mm-hmm. keep getting stronger and they'll start taunting you and whatnot with the fact that... Uh, 
they've already killed you before. Like they'll recognize that. And that was mm-hmm. kind of the game's true claim to fame, right? Was yeah. the the cool I wish I could remember what they called it. Yeah. It had a special like, name for that feature. It's it's a it it's very immersive. I mean mm-hmm. it's oh, yeah. realistic. It's kind of like a um uh, I mean I, I, I haven't played a lot of D D so I don't know, but I would imagine kind of like a D D scenario where like, you know, your your dungeon master or whatever can uh make up things for the enemies to say and do after they've known that they already defeat you you know what i mean kind of that world right. building and storytelling oh, yeah. it adds a world building and storytelling element you don't feel like the enemies in this game are just grunts uh that you're you're mowing down um it actually feels like there's some some stakes yeah going on. oh for sure yeah mm-hmm. um but uh just piggybacking off of what you said about the assassin's creed i love the first assassin's creed game i i played i played a whole lot of that <laughs> i i know it's not anybody's favorite i i know they get better uh everybody loves like assassin's creed 2 revelations just and brotherhood uh the a bit SEO. of a sidetrack i do just want to say yeah. it's growing up i loved assassin's creed i thought it was one of the greatest things ever when i played the first game sure yeah but seeing i i just beat it again uh mm-hmm. within the last year and I realized right. just how monotonous that game actually is. Right. Now, granted, yeah. I only played roughly an hour of this one, so maybe it gets monotonous after a few hours or whatever. But True. Assassin's Creed 1, in my opinion, just did not age well at all. But yeah. uh, that, that's, that has nothing to do with this game, though. So I'll let you finish your point. I'm sorry. Well, but yeah, what I was going to say is um, I, I think that you're correct in saying that it did a lot of Assassin's Creed things, but better. I feel like yeah. it's going... Um, the Assassin's Creed thing is you learn just by playing the game, but uh, you actually have to level up and build a skill tree in mm-hmm. this game to get some of those classic moves. Like, um, Yeah, a lot more RPG people, uh, elements than the original Assassin's Creed had. Yeah, sure. there, there's the whole thing with the, um, oh, what do you call it, where you, uh, you drop down and you kill an enemy from above. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't think of what that's called either, but I, I think everybody knows what we mean, though. Yeah. Um, where you're, like, perched it, up high. and Yeah, yeah. and you, you drop down to do, like, a stealth kill, and it adds more yeah. damage. Um, In this game, that is a thing that you have to get by um, adding skill points to your skill tree. Yeah. But in the, in the Assassin's Creed game, that's just kind of, like, part of As the story. As you progress you just, the story. Yeah, you just yep. kind of get that ability. But I think it's really cool that you can choose to hold off on that one because you want your... Um, your wraith powers to be upgraded instead or right. something else like that. Um, I thought that was really, really cool. I think they do Eagle vision better in this game. Yes. Um, yep. It's Eagle, Eagle vision and Assassin's Creed, but wraith vision yep. in, in this we game. We should probably talk about the wraith a little bit. Um, yeah. Um, so, so for, any, <laughs> for anybody yeah. that doesn't know, I, I don't know why, but uh, anybody that hasn't seen Lord of the Rings, um, there is uh, a world between worlds called the, the wraith world. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you get, to tap into that a little bit in this game because of this this gentleman's storyline here <laughs> yeah i mean uh, he, it's within gets, the first like 15 minutes of the game i think it's safe yeah. to just tell everybody yeah, it's safe yeah you're uh um, yeah. you're a guard on the wall in between gondor and mordor mm-hmm. and you're, you're supposed to protect gondor and uh it's the wall that we see in the lord of the rings movies with uh, the black gate that opens up right into mordor that's the wall that they they storm at the end of the third movie when they realize frodo's in trouble um so you're a guard up there and you get ambushed and attacked by uruks and orcs and you die but yeah. instead of dying you end up in the world between worlds and you get kind of saved by um an old school ring wraith 
Uh, well, I don't know if he ends up being a ring wraith, but he is a wraith. In yeah. the wraith I don't I, I want to say he's not a ring wraith. I want to say I have no idea, yeah. but he seems right. much too good to be a ring wraith. But right. I guess in the movies, though, you only ever see like the human ring wraiths. So, yeah, like, the, maybe the, the, the elves suffered wraiths. a different fate. Yeah. Yeah. The nine ring wraiths in the movies, I believe, are supposed to be uh, the nine men that yeah. originally received the nine rings of power. Yeah. Um, and they, they, they get called back into action by Sauron after they die. But uh, anyway, you uh, you get cursed by this weirdo um, <laughs> that you learn yep. more about throughout the game, I guess. Uh, before sure. you die, you get cursed by this weirdo, and that's why you're not able to completely die and lay to rest. You're stuck in this uh, world yeah. between worlds. And Excellent explanation that, to how, to why... Like, they mended it all so well together, right? You can't yeah. die in this game because you're already dead. So right. you're constantly coming back to life. In most games, they would just leave it at that. But the fact that they mm -hmm. added that whole system in the game where they recognize the fact that you keep coming back, just, right. I love the way they wrap that all up. But, oh, buddy. Yeah, it's, oh yeah, this is rough. rough <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I thought that was really... That, that was really cool that you are not you're not a wraith yourself necessarily, but you are brought back to the mortal world by uh, a wraith who has been a wraith for some time. Yeah. And he is using your body to kind of fulfill his purse, his purpose. He wants to find out his backstory. I think you get little glimpses of that depending on how Here you go through the story. Um, yep. But it depends on how you take, you know, how you take your character's path. Right. Um, he uh, I, I chose to follow Gollum because I'm a fan of the movies. I wanted to follow Gollum. You don't have I to. spent so much time dicking around. I actually didn't make it that far. <laughs> right. <laughs> I did see Gollum off in the distance. I did make it yeah. that far, but I quit shortly after that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I chose to follow him. Um, so you get a little bit of Gollum can see the Wraith, unlike any everybody else in the world. Okay. Um, so that tips the Wraith off that Gollum is corrupted somehow, and he surmises that it's by the One Ring, and he's correct. Um, so the Gollum tries to talk to the Wraith, and he tells him something about his backstory, and um, he's able to learn a little bit about it. So the right. Wraith has the purpose, and you are seeking vengeance over the, the weirdo that curses you for no reason. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, not only cursed you, but also kills your whole family, as far as right. we can tell. So, I mean, right. yeah, you got a lot of reasons to want to hunt this dude down, for sure. Right. Um, but uh, g going back to what I was talking about yeah, uh, yeah. originally, that's that's kind of a, a good enough introduction for the story. It, it branches off from there. And we honestly didn't get too, too much, much farther story, that, either yeah. one of us. Yeah. In the I first just wanted hour, to explain kind of the Wraith thing because we're bringing up mm. like things, the gameplay Wraith elements that have yeah. to do with it. And I just wanted people to yeah. know like what that was. That's all. But yeah. So yeah. Like so yeah. You have you have uh, the, the eagle vision. That's uh, but Wraith vision essentially in this game. Yeah. Right. Mm hmm. Um, it just lets you it lets you do stealthy things. Um, yeah. Let you see enemies through objects and uh, yeah, and kinda... pinpoint small creatures and things like that, like rats and and spiders and birds right. and things like that. Helps you find small creatures that you may want to hunt and kill more easily. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, it's it's useful. Um, and it uh, gives you power ups and abilities. Um, yes. Yep. So that's that. That's also a, an aspect of it there. But um, I think they did it more effectively than Assassin's Creed. It was always kind of confusing in Assassin's Creed. Um, I like the way this game, like you were referencing with the Batman Arkham games, it kind of holds you. It doesn't hold your hand through the combat necessarily, but it gives you options. It'll come up with um, kind of uh, kind of a quick time 
event type deal mm-hmm. when, when you're in the middle of a battle consistently in order to block or to counter or to use some kind of power up that you have. Um, so you have different options of how you want to battle. You can be stealthy about it. You can run and gun and just yep. button mash your way through it. You can uh, work on side quests first and level up all your abilities. So you have the coolest stuff to do. Um, you, you can do a lot of things that that plays into the open world element, but it also plays into a lot of what you can do in the combat. It's very oh, yeah. fluid yeah. and it's very immersive. And there's so many different kinds of ways you can approach the combat. And I really love that about this game. I, I, my, I had the most fun by far, I think, with the combat and what you could do with it it's really really good and it is it's just so smooth and i mm-hmm. feel like as you get better at the game and as you unlock more abilities it's just going to get better and better with with more varied uh, attack types more ways mm-hmm. to be stealthy or making it uh, more effective to just charge in if that's your play style and by having the rpg elements instead of just forcing you down one path of progression like assassin's creed does you can really kind of tailor it to your needs which i really appreciate as well um right because it's nice to be able to play if you're a stealthy kind of player it's nice to be able to do that but if you prefer Mm -hmm. just running in and messing some dudes up it's nice to be able to do that too so i appreciate that they took the assassin's creed formula but then added rpg elements to it to kind of right fit the needs of more yeah right and it's it's good too because you have that um that idea of the Assassin's Creed type character and the Assassin's Creed type world, but mm-hmm. in one of my favorite worlds ever, Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, oh for sure. <laughs> so and that's you, that's you one thing about there. the Lords of the Ring, the Lord of the Rings in general. I feel mm-hmm. is so underutilized. Now I don't know what the estate yep. of uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. I don't or yeah, I don't know what his estate like how open they are with their franchise. But I feel like it's so underutilized as far as video games and other movies or television series and things go because i think it is an amazing world that could be built on just like crazy and i'm so happy to see them doing that with this series of games and i've been wanting to play them for a long time so i'm I'm happy that it ended up winning the poll uh, and we were able to play it because yeah it's oh man it's just something that i want to see more of it's right if you're a fan of fantasy i mean this is basically where fantasy started modern fantasy started was with lord of the rings so yeah um one other thing that we didn't mention i'm watching the video as we're doing the live stream here made me think of it there is another cool thing that you can do with the interrogation mode of course Mm -hmm. so uh the the wraith has the ability to kind of invade the minds of people as long as you can uh come into contact with them essentially Mm -hmm. so you can like whittle down the health of an enemy and then you can place your hand upon them and the wraith can invade their mind and see their thoughts so it's a way to get information on more of the generals than what you would otherwise know naturally. So it's just an extra way of getting information, essentially. You can find mm-hmm. out like their weaknesses, where they are located in the world, things like that. But I, I again, it's just another cool way that they blended gameplay and the, the not necessarily the story, but the the gameplay and the world and gameplay uh, uh, elements like features and things. They just blended all of it so seamlessly together that it's yeah. really a. It's really a good experience. It's good. Mm-hmm. And I love um I love the UI. 
the UI is amazing. Like yeah. uh, as you as you uncover different things, not only can you level up your weapons and abilities with your skill tree, but you also uncover lore mm. and story. There's kind of like a bestiary. There's a section of that where it's just lore. As you learn more, as you meet new people and learn more about your character and about the world, it yeah. just unlocks these little, um, just these little readable menu things in the screen that you can read through. And I was having fun just uh, looking through all the ones that were available to me so far because I learned a lot of things about the world. I learned that those are called Uruks and not mm-hmm. Orcs. Yeah. <laughs> um, as somebody who has just watched the movies now granted i've watched the movies a ton and oh, i've yeah. watched the oh, yeah. extended versions of those movies a ton um i did not know the difference between uruks and orcs um i knew that there were uruk high the uh the big beefy guys from the the first movie and the second movie that yeah. um kidnapped mary and pippin i know those were called uruk high because they call them by name directly in the movie right right sauron uh sorry not sauron saruman grows them underground can i just nothing to do with this game but yeah just just the one gripe i have with the book series <laughs> in the movies why did it's you name sauron. the two main baddies so similar yeah. to each other <laughs> like sauron and saruman like what are you Listen, doing a man invented a language if <laughs> i he mean sure a, if he needed to take a day off <laughs> <laughs> i guess i guess but like ah, oh, the confusion is so real with that there yeah but sorry off track just had to point that out <laughs> he just and who knows maybe we're dumb and maybe that, that makes more sense linguistically because I, I read somewhere i think it was in the first book i tried reading the fellowship of the ring because i have all three of the books and i have the hobbit um but the the editions that I got were um, like these super awesome mega editions or whatever. Yeah. So there's like a hundred pages before the book even starts of like oh damn yeah uh, information about J.R. Tolkien and how he wrote the books and um, the different editions of the books through the years and all this crap. <laughs> um, but uh, one of the things they mentioned was that J.R. Tolkien at li- how do I want to phrase this from a literary perspective was more interested in the prospect of building and developing languages. He loved the idea of writing. Yeah. His I've own read that language, before too. Yeah. Um, more so than uh, world building. So he kind of started from the ground up with world building and developing a language and then started fleshing out characters and storylines. Because um, mm-hmm. a lot of people have pointed out over the years that the storyline of Lord of the Rings is very simple and, and as, essence it's very simplistic it's a lot of walking and then some battles and then a lot more walking and then some battles And it's it's laced with heavier themes, but from a storyline perspective, there's not a lot going on. Right. But it's okay, because you're so immersed in the world and you feel like the world is so fleshed out that you're getting lost in what's happening, even though the storyline itself is pretty, pretty slim. Right. Um, so I, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but what I was going to say, since he is so interested in linguistics and there's uh, an entire... Uh, genre of history called etymology the history of words yeah. <laughs> um, we we don't know maybe uh that's how it has to be Sal- i mean maybe Sal- Roman. that's uh in i their don't know that's, to me uh, that seems dumb but <laughs> yeah. um i would so like to just on uh what's her face um from from harry potter um for uh, all the alliterations that that gets on my nerves once in a while oh, i love alliteration <laughs> uh but anyways one more just fun fact while we're kind of talking about fun facts and things this i don't uh, actually know for sure if it's a fact about the hobbit uh lord of the rings mm-hmm. universe it's just something that i read on the internet so lord knows if it's true or not but apparently right. 
The Hobbit was originally meant to be a oral story. It was something that he would tell his son while he was going to bed at night. Mm. Um, and he told his son this story a couple times, you know, pieces of it or whatever. And mm -hmm. as it was developing, but his son ended up, he would bring up inconsistencies. Like, well, I thought he was wearing this or I thought his door was this color or whatever. So mm -hmm. he ended up writing down the story just so he could be consistent enough to not have his son questioning him every night when he tried to put him to bed. <laughs> and that's the only reason he wrote down The Hobbit and wow. actually turned it into a book. Again, don't know if that's true or not, but I just thought that was an interesting little thing. And it's a that's funny fun. story if it's true. Yeah. There might be some truth in it. You never know. Uh, yeah. It's where a lot of things uh, happen. Uh, the way a lot of things happen on the Internet comes true. from something true <laughs> in terms <laughs> of uh, a funny story. That's but, very true. Um, so... I mean, much more to say about the game. Uh, the the score is original, which I was surprised by, honestly. And I thought they were going to rip off a lot more of the like Lord of the Rings movie score. I wouldn't mind it if they went like the Legend of Zelda route, where they took the score of the movies and then did remixes or updated it or whatever, like they do so yeah. commonly in Legend of Zelda games. Mm -hmm. I honestly wouldn't have even minded that, but I certainly appreciate an original score, and it's a good one at that. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. very nice. Uh, it feels like it's part of the Lord of the Rings score. Yeah, you yeah, know, for this sure. This feels like it could be its own Lord of the Rings movie. Mm -hmm. um, that, so that's really nice. Graphically, it looks great. Um, oh, yeah. This was even a, this uh, game came out when, do you remember? 2015. 2015? Okay, a little bit later than I thought, but still, for a six-year-old game, it's uh, it's yeah. pretty damn good-looking for sure. Yeah, this was a uh, one of the big ones for the PS four when it came out mm. uh this was like a big like all right we're done making ps3 games now this right. is uh this is a ps4 game right here right gonna have to play it on the ps4 <laughs> um uh, from from what i remember like when it came out it was one of those kind of games it was like uh big this is what the ps4 could do man right <laughs> this is the big stuff we're not making ps3 games anymore no we're not um, that right um but yeah everything everything looks good graphically um there ha were very few if any bugs i found um yeah i had the game crash on me one time but that really? may have been because i i'm an overclocker i tend to overclock a little bit so okay. it may just have been because my graphics card overclock may have been a little unstable um mm -hmm. but other than that one that one crash i had no no bugs no issues with the game at all ran very smooth like you said looks great plays great mm -hmm. all in all it's yep. just a i don't have any major complaints about the game no. i guess like the, the only tiny gripe i had is whenever i was trying to read the map at one point i thought the mm -hmm. map was a little more confusing than it necessarily needed to be but right. i was still i ended up being able to find the information that i wanted so it wasn't like it was so confusing that it was impossible or anything it's just thought it right. could have been done a little bit better that's it gives you like a like a gps marker thing too you like you can yep. mark the map and follow the gps marker um from point a to point b so mm -hmm. that's really cool um and it even helped me out. There was one sequence where it wanted me to learn a new thing that I could do. Yeah. Like, uh, it wasn't like a skill tree thing. It was just letting me know that, hey, you can use this button to dodge when right, someone's right. throwing a spear at you. It was one of those types of sequences. And um, one of the things that they had taught me earlier in the game that I forgot about, which was like the finisher. I didn't remember the button yeah. combo for the finisher when you... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it kept wanting me to do the finisher and I kept getting attacked and killed before I could do it. So the next time that I went through the sequence after, I don't know, maybe playing it three, four times, um, the game re what's the right word. It reintroduced that tutorial mechanic. Yeah. Like it yeah. said, Hey, you can do, you can hit this button to, to do your finisher there just in yep. case you forgot. <laughs> 
So I thought oh, that was that was really good. There is one small complaint I had. The uh, I, I just saw it on screen. And it reminded me of it. Whenever you are around something that can be used, it pops mm-hmm. it up in the lower right hand corner, just barely on screen to okay. hit. I think it's left control if you're using keyboard and mouse. That was one thing that did kind of uh, it caused me some pain at one point because I was trying to placement i was yeah yeah it's just so off to the side i hardly notice it and i was trying to i I found something i didn't know what it was i'd never seen it in the world before so i walked up to it and as far as i could tell you couldn't interact with it at all and it wasn't Mm -hmm. until later that i realized down in the corner when i had found another one down in the corner it had popped up and said you know press left control to collect or whatever so yeah that's i guess that's one other gripe i have but that's 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 it like that's all i can think of man it's a it's got a lot going on um yeah so this is this is by no means an hour game we probably we probably should have played maybe two hours well from a gameplay perspective i think we already got it all figured out within the first hour or so it's more like from a lore and story standpoint that for sure you would need to play more than an hour to get into it because i just i mean i could certainly be wrong but i feel like the gameplay itself isn't going to change a whole lot right you'll you'll unlock a couple new moves or whatever some new abilities things Mm -hmm. like that but i don't feel like all of a sudden it's gonna the combat style isn't suddenly gonna change from what it is to something completely different you know it's not about to turn into a first person shooter or anything like that so um but yeah I think maybe that's just my desire to play just one more level. Yeah, that's, for sure. Uh, showing through. I, that's, that's what I want. And I, I agree completely. I, I definitely yeah. want to play just one more level of this. Um, mm-hmm. and, and in fact, I'm looking forward to playing the second one, too, at some point, because there is a sequel and I hope they're working on another one. Yeah. I don't know for sure, but I hope they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, one yeah, more fun fact before we wrap up. The Lord of yeah. the Rings TV show made by Amazon. If I remember my numbers correctly, they are spending more money on the first season of that than they did on the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy. Really? Just on the first season, yeah. I think it was like $800 million that they are spending on it or something like that. Oh. Uh, the Rings... Oh. Amazon budget. Um, so yeah, that was just one more cool thing that I, I remember. Uh, so well, they better make it good. <laughs> this is long awaiting. So roughly five hundred million, it looks like. Sorry, um, but to make all three Lord of the Rings films, uh, it costs roughly two hundred eighty-one million. So almost oh. twice as much they're spending on the first season of the TV show versus that, the three adjusted, movies. Adjusted for inflation, I wonder, because that was uh, that was. It doesn't feel like it, but that was 20 years ago now. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure, but let's see. We'll just do the uh, inflation calculator. I remember doing the inflation calculator because Megan had the same question for me. Um, yeah. But yeah, let's just say 2000 to 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was 218 million. Mm-hmm. Calculate. Um, okay, this calculate. Oh, I put in the wrong starting year. Not from the year 200. No. Yeah, that would still only come out to 335 and a half million. Yeah, so still, still like 200 million more almost. Yeah. Right. So that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, I know. So hopefully that works out well for Amazon. I know I'm excited to see it. Yeah. But that was my last really, fun fact of the day. I'm really looking <laughs> forward to uh, to more practical stuff. I know yeah. that um, a lot of people liked the the Hobbit stuff. I, I believe me and you have talked about this before. Yes, that, yes, we have. Um, like the uh, the the sixty FPS and all of that kind of stuff. I believe I'm it's fine with forty eight, but yeah, yeah, I, I'm fine with uh, forty eight FPS in in film in general. I want them that, to go all the way sixty or break, man. Just... Right, yeah, <laughs> that that didn't bug me. 
Um, what bugged me was a lot of a lot of the elements of the original movies that were practical and looked great practical. They it's switched more of like a cinematography out. thing. Yeah, for you, it's um, the the way they shot things, right? Not necessarily the frame rate that they shot it no. at, just yes. the way it was it, done. It, it it was the way it was done. Everything looked a little too much. Uh, it looked a little bit too much like a video game for me, and I'm fine with that in a video game. I think this looks great. Um, but when I would, I, I went in expecting to see the Lord of the Rings, you know, right? And and what I saw was something that was it to me a little bit lesser. So I'm curious Hobbit... about the new 4K edits because mm-hmm. he also said that uh, that going back, he realized how much of a difference there was between the original Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit from a quality. Mm-hmm standpoint so in the new 4k edits they apparently addressed that so i'm curious what the 4k edits of lord of the rings actually look like Uh, i looked at the box set it's like 80 dollars or something so i probably won't be getting it anytime soon but they are on hbo max Oh, are they on uh, Max? Yeah, uh, unless I'm mistaken, the 4K versions are on HBO Max. Oh, um, cool. I don't actually have HBO Max, but I mean, for $12 a month or whatever, it's better than buying the box set right now. Right. And uh, or, or at least I should say that the Lord of the Rings movies are on HBO Max and they share the same cover as the new 4K box sets. <laughs> OK, OK. So whether it actually is or not, who knows? But yeah, maybe. and I know that HBO Max supports 4K, 4K streaming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I think that everything's sliding into place there, but I'm not 100%. <laughs> All right. But, but um, uh, I think that's so all I got. John, you got anything else for us? Um, No. Fantastic game. Highly recommend yep. playing it. Oh, for um, sure. If you, if you never got to play this one or you never got to pick it up, I know that it was always something when it came out that I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be really cool. I don't know when I'm ever going to get a chance to play it. But that's something that this podcast has let me do a lot of. Uh, yeah. Play the game that I always said, oh, that looks really cool. But I don't know if I'm ever going to get around to being able to pick Actually that one up out, or yeah. being able to play it. Um, this has let me do a lot of those things that I never got to do. And I'm really glad that I have because this was amazing. And yes. I might finish it to be yep. honest with you or at least play more of it because i had a lot of fun um but in the meantime next week on the podcast do you want to do you want to talk about what we're playing a little bit i don't know too much about it looks like a creepy little puzzle game yeah so john hasn't played it yet i already played my hour of it it's called see no evil it's a mm-hmm. little puzzle game that i saw on steam and thought looked interesting to be honest it's not quite what i thought it was going to be but mm-hmm. it is interesting and there's some things i think to talk about in it for sure um mm-hmm. john brought up that there is apparently another game called see no evil out there on the internet just to be clear we are playing the puzzle game on steam yes not any other see no evil games you may see out there (laughs) yeah yes uh definitely um be careful google searching yeah uh, I, i i did a google search on this game to uh try to catch a glimpse of the gameplay see maybe what i was in for and i i found something rather unsavory um and uh nsf W. <laughs> so um there you go. There's your there's your word of warning. Anyway. <laughs> uh so see new evils next week. Uh in the yeah. meantime, Christian where can we find you? Yes, I mean you can always find me on the Just One More Podcast website. Uh, I do some video game reviews, short stories, things there. I haven't posted anything recently, but I do have a review that's just about done to come up and I have another one or two in the works. I'm mm-hmm. trying to get back into Twitch streaming, so hopefully you'll see me here on this Twitch channel that we do these live recordings on uh mm-hmm. stream all the steam hopefully you'll see me more active on there i have a youtube channel as well but lord knows i'll ever be back to that and then of course twitter you can find me on twitter as well uh how about you john 
You can find me on the Just One More Podcast Facebook group. Uh, pretty soon, though, that's going to become a Facebook page. We're okay. going to try to migrate things over to a Facebook page because we can have a little bit more reach that way, which is actually going to increase the interactivity. We started a group initially just because we thought that would be a closer knit way to interact with people and let them know when updates were happening and when we'd be going live on Twitch and different things like that. But um, come to find out, we ha- ran into a little bit of an issue with the recent giveaway that we were doing for Bendy and the Ink Machine. Not only nine days left in that, by the way. Um, at time of recording. By the time this video goes up, time, by yeah, roughly yeah. four-ish days or something like that. So yeah, get right. in that if you guys are interested in picking up a copy of Bendy and the Ink Machine for PC. Right. Yeah. Um, but we ran into a bit of an issue with linking it to the Facebook group because Facebook doesn't like us and it, it doesn't like using the group to do that yeah. just because of the way they're set up. So um, going forward, the page, I think, is going to be a better option of being able to get you guys all the updates that we want to send out there. But right. you can also find me over on the Just One More podcast website just one more podcast.com podcasts plural um, with an s yes very important yeah um i i haven't told christian yet but i'm thinking about sending him over a couple of things uh as far oh, as for reviews, sure uh my own reviews for games awesome yeah or um possibly even like uh my own little version of like a devlog because i like to fool around with pixel art we've talked about it before we like to fool around with making games yep um which hopefully we, we, we'll have uh, an update for you all soon on uh not like a full commercial yeah. product or anything like that but there is a small project we've been talking about for a while that is nearing uh, a point to where we can share it with the world so yeah mm-hmm. uh so yeah i've been uh i've been toying around with uh getting together like a little bit of a devlog uh over there so on my on my youtube channel as well as on the just one more podcast website my youtube channel is the Dorseman. You can come check me out over there. I got some videos up on there. Um, haven't uploaded in a little bit. I'm in the middle of doing some spring cleaner right now. <laughs> got a lot done on that today. That was uh, my original plan was to do some YouTube stuff, but I ended up getting into the spring cleaning. Um, right. But uh, you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Dorseman or uh, John Dorsey one on Twitter. And uh, that's that's about it for now. Uh, hopefully, yep. gonna get back to Twitch and YouTube pretty soon here. But thank you everybody so much for listening or watching wherever you happen to be getting this podcast uh we really appreciate all your engagement in the community coming out and voting on the poll engaging with the giveaway um it's really nice to see all that happening uh because you don't have to but you do and we appreciate it we do we appreciate it so much everybody who joins us who joins the the giveaways and uh one more thing we forgot to mention is the the polls of course that we run on our website to so you guys can vote on what games you would like to see us play uh, we appreciate everybody who interacts in any way so thank you all yep um, uh, until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, y'all. Cool, cool. I kept that one uh, just before 37 minutes and 55 seconds. Gotcha. 37 is roughly 37.54 for me. But um, lately, I've been used... The last time I did it, I used the video audio anyways. I may end up doing that again, as long as Discord doesn't break up in the middle of it or anything, because mm-hmm. it's automatically synced that way oh, yeah. if I use the video audio. Um, so, And I don't think there were any Discord issues that time. So, I mean, send it over anyways as a backup. But right. uh, yeah, that just... I- 
it just made it more seamless because I didn't have to worry about like uh, moving things around to make sure all of our reactions line up and things like that. It just kind of works. Yeah. Plus, I mean, you know, whenever we get this down to a science, um, we may be able to start recording in person again. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually. I mean, we've and, been uh, working on that crash or been planning on doing that crash episode forever. So hopefully yeah. one of these days we'll be able to actually get together for that. And then, uh, of course, Guitar Hero 3, which uh, is currently the poll leader. Um, is it really nice it's guitar hero 3 is the poll leader and then prey lego star wars fallout 3 and doom are all tied with two votes and then diablo is down at the bottom but of course there's still a couple weeks at least left that so plus we're we're playing the the top two from that one uh for yeah. whoever's yes the yes and if it's a like if it does end up being like a four-way tie we'll probably do lego star wars um if it's like tied for a second or something like that because it was tied last month for top spot so yes. if it ends up being tied again we'll most likely do that one uh but yeah right now guitar hero 3 is in the lead so well that's fun yeah i mean guitar hero's guitar hero is good stuff man it is it's very good stuff i couldn't agree more yeah you gotta have some guitar uh, hero in your life let's see so yeah make sure uh anybody in the chat and still chilling in the chat make sure you get over there and vote on that as well because we like to know what you guys want to see us play, and we're always open to suggestions as well. We love to hear from you guys, get some suggestions on what you want to see us play. Mm-hmm. And if it's something that we're really excited to play personally, we might just throw it onto the list. If it's something that we don't know much about, or if our load's just too heavy, then we'll throw it into a poll at the very least um, and add it to the uh, to the list of games that people can vote on. So, mm-hmm. yes, sir. Yes, sir. But all right, I think that's pretty much it for for us, yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna leave you guys with a little bit more of the uh, the God of War episode that we had before. But thanks y'all for coming out. Bye bye. Yep. Bye bye.